Well, thanks, Adam and Sean, and good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you online again today. And I also love the Zacchaeus story. It's one of my favorites, and we're going to have a little look at it today. But don't you love as well when you get together with friends or with family and you reminisce and tell each other old stories about what people have done and remember things gone by, funny stories, silly stories, embarrassing stories, surprising stories and tease each other and laugh about stuff that's happened in your lives. And normally this time of year, we'd be away at Soul Survivor with the young people and there's always some brilliant stories that come out every year. My favorite from last year, I think, is that it'd been a really hot and sunny week, like all week, one of those heat waves. And so we'd had a lot of water fights and fun and that kind of stuff. Anyway, one uh, day, we just come back from the morning meeting and we haven't had lunch and we were settling down. Everyone was sat around in the camping chairs when suddenly this group of older teenage boys from another youth group, maybe 18, 19 years old, they come bursting into our camp and chucking water over everyone, causing a bit of a ruckus. And our boys straight away, they jumped up from their seats to join in. They were grabbing pots and pans, filling up water, throwing water everywhere. And it was all a load of fun. And then eventually these older boys, they kind of like trickled back off to their camp. And while all this kind of commotion was going on, a couple of our young people, I think it was Naomi Day and Dion, it was their turn to wash up. Uh, we'd all take it in turns. And they were just like ignoring all of the silly boys and what was happening. They were just getting on with their job. And then maybe like five, 10 minutes later, suddenly this big group of lads, they all came charging back in again. And there was this one boy, he was probably like the leader of the pack. He was like really tall. He came running in and you could see he had his eyes fixed on a couple of the lads. He's probably after Dave and Isaac and Ollie and Tom because they're always causing a bit of trouble. And he was like chasing after them. But what he hadn't counted on was just at that very moment, Naomi Day happened to be walking back with a bowl full of fresh water for the washing up. And as she was walking past, this lad, he comes, you know, he's about to run past her. He's focused on soaking his lads. And it's like he didn't see Naomi at all. And he definitely didn't count on this. Because as he walked past from literally point blank range, Naomi had this bowl of water and she just turned and unloaded the whole thing over this lad, like soaked him head to toe. And you know when there's like loads of stuff going on and then suddenly like everyone stops and turns and everyone stopped as Naomi soaked this lad from nowhere. He's probably twice her size to be fair. And he was like complete shock. This lad's face, you should have seen his face, a shock at his face. He looked at Naomi. He didn't know what to do with himself. And we just all rolled around with laughter. And to be fair to Naomi, she did get a bit of a soaking after that. I think they turned on her pretty quick. But that day she was like our hero. She was like the one defending our camp from all of these lads. And um, it's just one of my favorite stories on the week. So well done Naomi Day, fair play to you. And it took us all by surprise. But when I think of Zacchaeus's story, I can imagine him like retelling and laughing about this story uh, with friends as he tells them about the day that Jesus met him halfway up a tree. And we find Zacchaeus's story in Luke's gospel. And Luke tells us that he investigated all the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life and compiled them together about what happened. And so Luke recorded a whole bunch of Jesus' encounters with different people. 
And very often, those people, we don't actually kind of know who they are. They're not named. It's like, you know, Jesus met a paralyzed man or a blind man came to Jesus or a man with leprosy came up to Jesus. And we don't find much about them. But every now and again, you get these stories where the person is actually named and we hear who they are, just like Zacchaeus. And many historians and New Testament scholars, they uh, suggest that this happens when actually the, this story is being told by that person themselves, and that uh, these people were maybe known in the local church and they were the ones sharing their story. And so the fact that we have Zacchaeus's story and Zacchaeus is named in the story means it's quite likely that it was Zacchaeus himself who through the years was telling and sharing this story about the time that he met Jesus and the transformation that he had through this encounter, which is so cool. And so let's have a look at it together. It's from Luke chapter 19, and this is what it says. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. And so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But all the people saw this and began to grumble. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. So what do you think of when you hear Zacchaeus' story? What stands out to you? For me, the first thing is how what happened with Zacchaeus, it was so unexpected. When you hear how Luke introduces him, he says Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. And Jericho was an important city. There was key trade routes up to Damascus and down to Egypt. And for the Romans, it was one of their tax centers. And of course, tax collectors, they worked for the Romans. They collected taxes from their neighbors, which paid for the occupation. And so they were hated by the locals. They were seen as traitors. And not only that, tax collectors, they could get rich by overcharging their neighbors and then keeping the extra for themselves. And so they were, yeah, they were often hated. They were seen as cheats and it was a bit like organized crime, really. And Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector. So he was in charge of this lot in the area. And so he would have been a man of some power, of influence. We know he was wealthy. He admits to cheating others. And he's probably not the type of guy you'd want to mess with. And so you can imagine the surprise when we hear that he was halfway up a tree, climbing a tree to try and get a look at Jesus. I mean, imagine for a second, okay, see if you can remember your like strictest teacher from school or maybe the most fierce boss that you've ever worked for. The one, you know, you can't get away with anything. And imagine if you were maybe down in Swansea, November, December time at the Christmas parade 
and as you're looking at things coming by, you look over your shoulder, and there you see, climbing a tree, is this boss or this old teacher to try and get a look at the parade. I mean, you'd come in on Monday morning and you'd be, you'd never guess what I saw on the weekend. You'd be shocked, wouldn't you? Well, in this case, I mean, the crowd, they weren't just shocked by what happened, but they were appalled when they heard that Jesus invited himself over Zacchaeus' house. It says this, all who saw it began to grumble and said, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Jesus, Jesus, he never writes anyone off. He doesn't give up on anyone. There is no matter, you know, no matter what we've done or where we are or where we find ourselves, there is nothing that can ever put us beyond the reach of Jesus' love, of Jesus' welcome, and Jesus' willingness to meet with us and to bring a rescue into our lives. As Jesus said, he came to seek and save those who are lost. And Zacchaeus, for all his wealth, for all his power, and for all his reputation, underneath it all, he was obviously searching. I mean, it didn't take much for him to turn his life around. Just a simple welcome and call of Jesus, and he flipped it all 180. So for us, let us adopt Jesus' attitude. Let's never be like the crowd in this instance. You know, the crowd, they would have written Zacchaeus off. There's no way they thought that someone like Zacchaeus would become a follower of Jesus and be generous and, you know, do great things. But Jesus, he looked past the surface and past where Zacchaeus was at in that moment. And he saw someone that God loved, that God made, that had a great potential and purpose and could go on to do great things for God and to have an influence in a positive way. And so for us as people, let's always be ready to share the message of Jesus with anyone that we know and anyone that we encounter because the message of Jesus, of his love and his welcome and his rescue is for all people. And we never know when someone just like Zacchaeus is just waiting for that invitation or to be introduced to Jesus. And they're just ready and waiting for it and longing for it. And this reminds me um, of the mission to Wales that we were doing over the last few years, where as a church in Swansea, we've been joining with churches all over Wales, going out into our towns and our streets and with the people that we meet, sharing about Jesus with them and offering to pray for them and praying for people to be healed. And one of the things that we were surprised with, weren't we, was how many people and how quickly people said yes when we would offer to pray or we'd say you know would you like to hear about Jesus and we'd share with them you know do you know about Jesus how he loves you how he died for us how he's wants to be a part of our lives how he has a great plan for our lives and we'd offer uh, prayer and offer Jesus to people is how quickly people would say yes they would say yes I do want to know more or yes I, I do want a relationship with Jesus I do want to be forgiven I do want to have God in my life and yes I will pray with you now and one time, actually, I was doing this in Stockholm. I did it in Stockholm. Bruce, who's a friend of ours at Cornerstone, he was invited to speak uh, in a church there and he asked me to go along with him. And while I was there, there were some students in the church and they asked if I would show them about this mission and stuff that we've been doing. And so one afternoon we did a little training and we went out into the city. And if I'm honest with you, I was a bit nervous about it because Stockholm is like it's a capital city and it's got one of those capital city feels to it 
you know, like people say with London, where it's like, if you're on the tube, don't make eye contact with anyone. Don't speak to anyone that you don't know. And it's all rush, rush. And it's a little bit like that. So I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. But anyway, we went out at five o'clock and the church is right in the city centre. And so literally at like two minutes past five, when literally I'd just come outside and I was with one of the, uh, like a student there. And um, this, all of a sudden, this huge like gang or crowd of people in suits came out of this head office. And I think it was a bank head office. And they all came out and were walking towards us, all these professionals. And there was these two uh, young, young men, you know, suits on, briefcases, walking out, you know, at the end of the day. And they walked like right towards us. So I was like, okay, these are two I'm gonna have to speak to. But if I'm honest with you, I was feeling really intimidated. And uh, I was just, oh, how is this gonna go? But like, I couldn't get out of it because I had a student with me and I've been sharing with them. So these two guys uh, walked past and I stopped them and said, oh, excuse me guys, uh, my name is Matthew and we've come out from uh, the church here today just to let people know that God loves you and he's got an amazing plan for your life. And as soon as I shared this, they like stopped dead in their tracks and they looked really shocked, like properly shocked. And I was at first thinking to myself, oh, you know, it's just like that London thing where you stop someone, no one speaks to anyone they don't know. But they looked really shocked. And then they turned to us and they said, we've just been talking about that. And what had happened was one of these guys was actually a Christian and he'd been sharing with his friend and his colleague about his faith. And his friend had been going through a really hard time and he'd been encouraging him and praying for him and helping him on the way. And they'd been talking about faith and having discussions about it. And so they were blown away when we stopped them and we began to share. And this young lad who'd been going through a rough time, he started getting emotional and we, we were able to pray for him and share about Jesus with him. And afterwards, he just said to us like, wow, I can't, I can't believe you stopped us. I can't believe you stopped us today. And when he found out, like we'd literally just come outside and I'd come all the way from Wales, he was blown away. And uh, we prayed for them and on they went. And after that, I was like, wow. I mean, that, it took me totally by surprise. And Zacchaeus, in this story, you know, he takes us by surprise what happens with him. But it reminds us to always be ready to share our faith with others. And to never write anyone off or, you know, to think that we can't do it. As Peter once said, be ready at all times to answer anyone who asks you to explain the hope you have in you. But do this with gentleness and respect. And so let's be ready and let's be winning, uh, be willing and winning. Why not? Uh, and then the second thing I love about this story, though, is it's not just surprising what happens to Zacchaeus. But the way that Jesus, he takes Zacchaeus by surprise as well. Jesus went right up to that tree where Zacchaeus was and called him by name, Zacchaeus. And obviously they hadn't met before, but God knows each one of us and he knows where we're at. And he longs for every one of us to be met by him with his love and his goodness and to know him in our lives. And the Holy Spirit would have shown Jesus about this man Zacchaeus who was in Jericho and who had lost his way, but was searching and was looking for something, looking for something real, something that would turn his life around, something that would make sense. And Jesus, he didn't wait for Zacchaeus to sort himself out and to give up his job or whatever before meeting with him, but he went right up to that tree and met with him right there where he was on that day and said, Zacchaeus, I must come to your house today. And that's what Jesus does for all of us. 
And after Jesus left Jericho, the next stop on his journey was Jerusalem, the capital city, where just a short time afterwards, he would go on to be betrayed and arrested and falsely accused and crucified. But when Jesus was killed on that cross, you know, he hadn't done anything wrong. But Jesus was God himself who'd come into the world to meet with us as people and show us that God is close and that he's not far away. And when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't die for anything he had done wrong, but he died for all the things and all the mistakes that we have made in our past or in our future or ever will do. And Jesus died for us so that those could be taken from us, so that we could be forgiven for those things, so that nothing would weigh us down, no guilt or shame, and that we could have a freedom to have relationship with God today and forever. And God, he raised Jesus to life again. And Jesus is alive now. Jesus defeated death. So we don't have to be afraid of death because Jesus defeated it. And he's alive now and he's returned to heaven. And one day he's promising he's going to come back into the world and everything will be made new and made whole again. And Jesus invites us to enter into that eternal life with him. And when we accept him into our lives, he forgives us for the things that we've done wrong. He gives us a fresh purpose. He sets us on a new path, just like with Zacchaeus. And he comes into our lives today and promises eternal life with him forever. And it's the most amazing gift. And it's something that Jesus has done for all of us. And a bit like Zacchaeus, who that day wanted to get a look at Jesus, so went out and ended up climbing the tree. Maybe for you, coming online today and, and watching and joining him this morning is a bit like your climbing of the tree to get a look at Jesus. Maybe you've heard about Jesus a little or a lot. Maybe you've been asking questions and wanting to find out. And today, just as Jesus called Zacchaeus by name and said, Zacchaeus, I must come to your house. Maybe Jesus is saying to you, this is for you as well. I want to be a part of your life. Will you let me into your life? Will you come and follow me? and discover the purpose and the plans and the love that I have for you. As Jesus once said, he said, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. And this relationship with God through Jesus is for you. And that invitation is there. And if you, just like Zacchaeus, you want to say yes and you want to respond, like Zacchaeus, he came down with excitement and joy and took Jesus straight to his house. If you want to welcome Jesus into your life and the promise he has for you, then you can do that with me now. And we can just say a simple prayer to say yes to Jesus. So you could pray with me like this. Jesus, I thank you that you gave your life for me. I thank you that you are calling me into friendship with you. And right now I ask, would you come into my life? Would you forgive me for the things I've done wrong? And I turn from a life apart from you and I want to start a life with you. And I pray would you help me to live for you and discover what you have for me the rest of my life. And would you give me the gift of eternal life which you promise. Thank you God. Thank you that you love me. Amen. And when we say yes to Jesus, just like Zacchaeus did and just like you might have done now, he promises that he comes into our lives and he is with us. We begin a relationship with him, which we discover step by step. And it's the most wonderful thing. And so if that's you, then 
that's amazing and really exciting. And there's, if you wanna find out more, then on our website, we've got a great thing called Alpha, where you can find out more, or you can get in touch with us through the website as well. And for everyone this morning, thanks for joining in. I hope you've enjoyed, and I look forward to catching you soon, I hope. Uh, in the meantime, Adam and Sean, it's back to you.